What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me as always, it's the Obama to my Joe Biden. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you? I do an oh. Obama impression, by the way, but I, I can't. I mean, I, I wish you would at least try. I'm not going to do that. Broken arm pass, because guys, <laughs> I have a broken arm. <laughs> I fell off a bike. That's why I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> well, Casey, uh, what were you doing out there on uh, out on that bike? I was just I was just riding it and I hit a hit a thing of gravel, dear president. Okay, well, there you go. That's the best I can do. And it's not good. Half hey. everyone listening is like that was garbage. And you're They're like you're correct. No, they'll be like, holy crap, Casey is in Illinois. So maybe by maybe Obama went and visited him as like a sorry you broke your arm riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, you guys are tight like that, right? Yeah. Well, it's anyway, the- we'll get into that whole story later because it's a doozy. Yeah, you, you guys gotta gotta you know subscribe to the YouTube channels to hear it though. That's right. It's our YouTube exclusive. <laughs> All right. We'll uh we'll take it easy on you this week, Casey. Make sure you don't use that right arm too much <laughs> i mean it's my clicking one for when i'm editing so uh, we better not mess up any then yeah right anyway let's get into our news it was a rough one for news this week at least for me but uh you know i'll, I'll defer to the lady if you'd like to go first yeah i'll i got like one little thing i didn't write down because it's not that big of a deal but I'll start off with this. I guess they're going to, uh, Greg Pak is going to revisit uh, Planet Hulk. It's going to be set a thousand years in the future, uh, whatever. Like, it's one of those things where, don't get me wrong, I'm going to read it. I'm probably going to like it. But I am getting really tired of like these, you know, writers just going back to what like their biggest stories and being like, I got another story to tell from this. Cause it's like, Plant Hulk kind of they kind of did everything they could with it in my opinion so we'll see how it is I'm still like I said gonna read it dude you know not to dunk on Marvel but I feel like that's all they've done the last few years we've it had sells. another Secret Wars <laughs> we've had another Clone Saga they've done 2099 twice mm-hmm. uh Spider-Verse um venomized and, a couple times like, well then it, it's it's not even that too though i mean like that at least is like somewhat new ideas like i mean it's the same but like different but then you also have like the maestro ones where it's just peter david going i can tell a little bit more of this stuff or the venom one or the patch one or you know like these things where it's like oh no you guys are just telling these out of continuity stories because you have these guys on the payroll that made these things to begin with like that gambit story that you're you know might not be reading after it you know after it finished the next week or whatever so yeah <laughs> okay so so greg pock did original planet hulk right yeah i'm pretty sure if he was the same writer he he did planet hulk and totally awesome right yes there was an arc with with planet hulk there except it was with show so actually i don't remember that for sure so i don't know there there was a i I quit reading around the 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 jeremy lynn era of that you weren't on board for lynn sanity nope but uh (laughs) yeah i mean it's just it's one of those things where that's uh 
comic that gets milked a lot and you know i mean for better or for worse at least we're getting more good hulk i guess i mean 10 years from now when we're going to be getting the mortal hulk revisited by al ewing i know i don't have to read that at least (laughs) yeah for real all right well moving on the flash tv show is ending with season nine and it will be nine episodes long so i honestly i I haven't watched a few seasons but you know I know that the people that like that show from the beginning seem to still enjoy it quite a bit. So, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of customers, like half of them were, were like, ah, oh, it's probably good. It's ending there. And the other half were like, Oh, I think they could keep going with it. So. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I kind of got tired of it by, I think the third season I tried watching it. I just couldn't get into it. And like the main problem I have with that show is they relied way too heavy on the speedster villains. It's like Flash has, in my opinion, the coolest rogues gallery. And he's got so many cool ones to draw from. And they can't, but the problem is, one of the problems is they cast a guy that was very likable to be Captain Cold. So then they're like, ah, he needs his own spinoff show. <laughs> <laughs> but like they could have done more stuff with them. Instead, they're like, no we need to keep having him fight speedsters all the time, every time. And that got real tiresome. Yep. It sure did. As did some of the side characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So this got confirmed today, but Idris Elba has confirmed in an interview that he is actually going to be returning as Bloodsport. I know you're pretty happy with that. Should be pretty cool. He didn't say in what it might because like James Gunn has already said that like his stuff with Discovery Warner Brothers is still going forward. So it might be a new Suicide Squad or it might be one of the mystery gun things. The Bloodsport spinoff show. Very well could be. You know, I mean, I would rather watch that than a Peacemaker show. I still need to watch that. I don't. I didn't watch it and I don't plan <laughs> on it. <laughs> All right, so Joker 2, Folly Ado, has gotten its official release date of October 2024. I guess that's not really a solidified date, but we know it's coming out in October of 2024. Oh, and I also saw that uh, that Lady Gaga herself confirmed her involvement in that, so there we go. Yeah, um... And then I, it's, I also read it's supposed to be taking mostly in place in Arkham. But, uh, you, I th- gonna... you know, this movie, I think, is either going to be like bonkers in the best way possible, or it's just going to be the biggest flop ever. I don't think it's going to be a flop, but I think it's going to be, I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be really weird and out there. And I don't think this one I'm going to, be able to go see in theaters with the girlfriend because she hates musicals so much (laughs) but she like it's weird because she loved the last joker but like anytime there's a musical she hates it like even if it's a show that she watches and she loves like there's a musical episode she's like i just had to quit watching it because they started singing and i hate that (laughs) so i don't think it's gonna be a thing (laughs) is she she not really into music in general or she likes music she just hates musicals it's like as soon as they start singing and something that they shouldn't be singing in it's over (laughs) okay more power to her 
yeah so i'm like i'm kind of okay with not seeing this in theaters waiting for it to be on hbo max and while we're on the subject of hbo max here's some big old news Batgirl's been axed by Warner Brothers. The $90 million movie won't be released on any platform. They're wanting to pivot towards more theatrical releases and do stuff that will make more money. So they blew $90 millions on nothing. But then, as you pointed out, and as stuff's kind of come out later, they're actually using it as a tax write-off so that the movie will now never be legally released. But it's too bad. I, I guess they just didn't want to pour more money into it to make it this way. And then also, there's some people that are that have people that they talk to and they're also but they're also like the never give up snyder bros and they're saying another reason is this leans heavily into the new universe that they're trying to do that you know like that uh the old Warner brothers was trying to do so they're like like with keaton as batman and all that stuff so they're like no no thank you and so then let's go from there and that could be part of it too they might just see that you know that doesn't make as much money but i could just very well see it the big thing is this money related like at 15 bucks a pop for people buying it no you're not gonna be able to make 90 million dollars back very quickly off of subscriptions you know so i get why they why they wouldn't want that right i uh i don't i you know i don't think we'll ever get the the full story but i also heard that like some higher ups at Discovery or whatever watched it and said that it wasn't good enough. So I've I've heard that too, but I've also heard test screenings came back and it got the same test score as the new Shazam movie and other stuff like that. So I mean, it's it. I do think a big part of it is it's probably like from stuff that from stuff that it sounds it sounds like it looked like a TV movie, so they would have to pump in probably another. 50 million or whatever to you know make it look like it should be at theaters if they wanted to get it in theaters and all of that uh, uh, extra stuff that comes with it being in theaters and it probably just wasn't worth it and they can you know tax write off so well it is a shame i was looking forward to that one but what can you do yeah all right so According to The Hollywood Reporter, Bandai Namco and Wayfarer Studios are teaming up on a live-action Pac-Man movie. Chuck Williams, who was heavily involved with the Sonic the Hedgehog movies um, of Lightbeam Entertainment, has come up with an original idea for the film. So, all you Pac-Man fans out there, buckle up. Dude, that's another step closer to the Super Smash Bros. universe. I agree, especially if it's the same people involved. And then uh, one thing that I was thinking of too, I hope there's a scene where like in Pac-Man Village or whatever, there's a bad Pac-Man going around, you know, doing bad, doing bad stuff. And then there's this guy voiced by Adam Sandler and he goes, Pac-Man's a bad guy? Like in the <laughs> Pixels trailer. <laughs> yeah, I... I you know, I've seen lots of memes like, wasn't there already one? And then it showed the Pac-Man eating the bus. I never saw that movie. I have no idea. Neither if that did was good I. Or not. I just, I mean, it couldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when, like, because that was when I was in Bloomington still, and that trailer came on, and I was seeing a movie with uh, my buddy Chase, and like for some reason, Chase just has like the ability to make me laugh at the most, and you know, like worst times, and like he leans over and he goes. 
Pac-Man's a bad guy? <laughs> Had me fucking crying. <laughs> <sighs> well, well, we'll see what happens. I, yeah. you know, I think I think it's okay to be optimistic about this because a lot of people didn't think that Sonic movie was gonna do as well as it did. So we'll see. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you're a diehard Pac-Man fan, remember it's about a, a circle that eats things in a fucking maze with ghosts. Yeah, it's it doesn't need to be unless you're like oh, it has to match the canon from the cartoon series <laughs> from the 80s where he had a family. Like don't don't think that much into it, guys. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like you're the only person that's really into that. <laughs> hey. I'm open to this being good, okay? Okay. But if Pack Baby isn't in it, I'm not in that theater. Sure. <laughs> okay. So uh, Warner Brothers is trying to come up with their own 10 year plan. I think this is about the 10th time that I've heard this. But, you know, now that they got this new people, they're, they haven't really said what their plan's going to be yet. We probably won't know until they get their, their version of Kevin Feige out and about. So, you know we'll see how that goes but i'm interested in hearing it like i'm always hopeful with them but i have a feeling like they're screwing themselves because it's like yeah we're gonna get this 10-year plan and marvel and marvel disney's kind of milked the superhero genre for all the billions it's worth and now we can't do anything with it (laughs) yeah i mean i i definitely see what you mean um but i i think I, I think there's still there's still hope there because like the the DC stuff has not been anywhere close to what Marvel and Disney has done, and I think people are hungry for like DC universe stuff. So. I think well, I mean, I see what you're saying too, and I think comic book fans are, but the average person that goes, why isn't Superman in the Avengers? I don't think they care. And I don't think I think they're like, I'm getting tired of all these Marvel movies. I don't know why they're Southern, but, <laughs> you know, they're going to they're going to be like that. And it's like, well, no, this is D.C. And they're like, I don't know what that is, you know, like because it's this isn't the norm, you know, right. So, like us knowing all this crap is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. It's like, doesn't everybody own a comic book shop? <laughs> well, hey. Speaking of comic books, DC, that I put this in here for you, dude. DC is putting out a trade paperback for early detective chimp comics all dude, in one place. That's pretty exciting. I'm, I will have to check that out. Yeah, I'm sure it'll do the first appearance and then certain key issues. But uh, for anybody out there that's like, I've been hearing an awful lot on Two Worlds podcast about this detective chimp character. I want to see what he's all about. Yeah. Head to your uh, your local comic book shop and tell him you want to copy of this when it comes out. Yeah, and it's one of those things too, where as someone that I would say I'm I'm a fan. I'm 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 Detective Chimp curious for sure because I've not read very many of his appearances. <laughs> so this is like really cool for me too. I I wonder, did you read um, that one like early 2000s dc uh, book that had detective chimp and like etrigan and stuff like that and you know what i'm talking about um shadow pact shadow pact yes so i read the precursor and it was um 
Days of Vengeance is what it was called. And it had some connection to like JSA that you were reading, you know, but it was basically like all of uh, Spectre went crazy because uh, old, uh, oh, what's her name? Eclipso, when she was possessing Jean Loring, uh, she was like whispering in uh, uh, Spectre without a host's ear and basically making him destroy all magic users. So like he crushed, like he couldn't kill Dr. Fate or um, the Phantom Stranger, but he could like stop them. So like he imprisoned Dr. Fate in his helmet. Like it just had him like crush the, the helmet. So like it was just, you know, smashed up helmet and then like turn Phantom Stranger into a mouse and all this stuff. And like, so the, this group was like Zatanna, uh, I think Shiny Knight, Detective Chimp, Bragman Blue and... Devil Blue Devil yeah and uh, I'm trying to think oh and then like Shazam shows up later on it was when he was still Captain Marvel and like so Zatanna's like having to channel all this magic energy into Shazam so he has an actual chance of beating him and it's it's pretty dope like I would if, if you're, it's at you're two really podcast, selling me on yeah, it honestly it sounds awesome podcast. if it's at the two worlds podcast comic book shop comic headquarters <laughs> check it out it's like I said it's super cool and then like shadow pact after that i was never just able to get because that was the walden days and walden books is like we're not going to carry that nonsense <laughs> what is so, this nerd shit yeah <laughs> they're like it's superman spider-man batman for us okay <laughs> but so my last bit of news we haven't had this in a while so this is fun it's Ezra Watch 2022. <laughs> I had to think about the date. But uh, so Ezra's been charged with felony burglary. So, you know, that's something new for him. And we all for, have, right? Yeah, we've been there. And then I've heard rumors that they're also kind of losing their mind. Uh, surprise. And it's allegedly like they're now carrying a gun around with them. They're not saying the same area. And they're worried the FBI and the KKK are after them. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder if these charges are going to stick. Some of these other ones haven't. So, you know, there's people, I guess, there's, there's Snyder fans out there that are like, no, this is all hit piece from WB and it's all malarkey. And then there's other people that believe it as you know 100% so imagine being one of those delusional morons <laughs> yeah it's like i mean i like the i like some of the snyder stuff but it's like you, you can't just when there's a whole laundry list you can't just be like mm, i'm still thinking it's Warner brothers doing this to them <laughs> yeah uh i don't know like i'm not a doctor but i think that they need to be on some medication for sure. And they, they just need help in general, you know, whether that be medication or whether it be, I don't know, someone just to smack them on the nose and say, stop it, sir, every time that they do something stupid. Yeah. All right. In my last bit of news, uh, the world is getting the first annual Game of Thrones convention that will be coming to Los Angeles, LA in December. Uh, Kit Harrington will be there. Uh, a few other guests were announced already as well. Um, 
but I'm sure that that's where we'll see trailers and announcements for all these spinoffs that are coming out. So uh, I'm pretty amped. It's obviously it's not something I'm going to oh, attend okay. in person. That was my first uh, question. I was like, you got your plane ticket? No, nah, it'd be cool, but I, I'm sure that would be a pricey trip. But I am infinitely excited for any announcements or any bit of goodness that comes out of that show. So. Yeah, I mean, have they done a video game of that that mm-hmm. show yet? You'd think that that would be something that would be 100% at least they'd get money from you for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they've done like a mobile game or something, but uh, but not like a AAA title or anything yeah. like that. I'm, I'm sure they've done a mobile game where it's like one of the 10,000 other mobile games that look like Game of Thrones. And they just slap Game of Thrones on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the news. So now we're going to take our ad break and uh, and Casey's How I Broke My Arm story break. (laughs) And we'll be right back to talk comics. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, If you would like to hear the entire saga of Casey breaking his arm and what he dealt with at the doctor's office, uh, as well as I have a very short story about a fun customer I had at the shop last week. Maybe the customer's you. Maybe my ER doctor was the customer. He's listening right now, just so mad. I know. Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> if you'd like to hear about all that, then head on over to our YouTube channel, which is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. And while you're there, you know, throw us a little subscribe. You know, we we need it. We're begging, please. And if you want me to tell you everything that happened my parts and jake parts you have to come to my house on a tandem bicycle and let me and i'll say it to you while we're tandem bicycling you're doing all the work because i'm crippled (laughs) (laughs) but i'll tell it all that way so you don't have to click on the youtubes okay (laughs) one of those seems much easier than the other one seems much more romantic though (laughs) that you're not wrong All right, Casey, what comics did you read this week? Okay, so I read Ghost Rider number five, Stillwater 14, Golden Rage number one, Godzilla Rivals, Batra, uh, the new champion of Shazam, one of four, Flashpoint Beyond, four of six, uh, Dark Crisis number three, Batman 126, and Twig, uh, whatever number this is. Oh, man, I forgot Twig. Oh, dude. I know. That's a shame. Yeah, it's a really good one. You're going to hear me gush about it. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I read Moon Knight 14, Sword of Azrael, Dark Knight of the Soul, one shot. Sword of Azrael, number one. New Champion of Shazam, number one. Batman 126 and DC versus Vampires 8. Okay, I didn't hear. Did you say Flashpoint Beyond and Dark Crisis? Uh, no, because I got Dark Crisis late, which is why you have the variant that they sent. Yeah. (laughs) And Flashpoint, I straight up forgot about. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's not bad. I'll say that. I I will read it. Yeah. I mean, the the rest have been okay. Yeah, that's 
you know the best way of putting it it's not it's, there's nothing about it that makes me go like oh man okay so then i'm gonna start with a ghost Retta, number five i love this book this is just a fun fun time this one it's so like this is something that they would have done back in like the 90s when everyone needed like separate toys for things because this is the big race of motorcycles and is it just you know ghosts like johnny blaze and other bikers no blades got a, a motorcycle here rhino's got a motorcycle here dracula's got a motorcycle man thing has his own motorcycle dr doom's there with a motorcycle that sounds awesome <laughs> it is and it's like so like i said it's one of those things where i 100 percent could see this being like because when like the toy like it was what was it toy whiz owned marvel like yeah give them all motorcycles we'll sell them <laughs> and, and they would have too yeah and it's awesome and then like so the wolverine teams up with johnny because like it's johnny blaze not ghost rider because you know he doesn't want to ghost rider doesn't want to come out and play right now and yeah we're getting more kind of more stuff figured out what's going on and johnny and wolverine team up because they're both good guys and yeah i love it i loved it so much and i didn't say who was writing it but it's by benjamin percy and who does the art Corey smith does the art and it's such a good time I think everyone should be reading this book. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Why not? I'll toss that out to it. I, I liked it a lot. Still pick on my pick week? of the week, though. No. There's another 10? I mean, I yeah, it's a book you didn't read. Oh, is it Twig? It is. I freaking loved it. Bummer. All right. Uh, so I'll start with Moon Knight, number 14. That's written by Jed McKay with art by Alessandro Capuccio. And this one is pretty neat. Um, the The whole comic is kind of split between him fighting this new group of people I couldn't even tell you the names of. One looks like Sabretooth. I thought for a while that it was Sabretooth. Um, and then the other half is him having his inside his own mind meeting with Stephen Grant and Jake Lockley. And the other two are just like... Uh, have you ever stopped and thought that maybe it's not us that's messing up your life, but maybe it's you? And they have like a whole big thing. It was all very, very good. By the end, Mark is like, you're right. I'm a, I'm a screw up. I need to, to get stuff figured out. And then uh, he gets, spoiler alert, taken out by Sabretooth and uh, essentially Samurai Sonia Lady or Mariko from uh, the new Peach Momoko book. But uh, Hunter's Moon and Tiger show up and that's where it ends. So I'm guessing it's going to be like a part two of In My Mind thing. Also, I just realized that I left my copy of... Um, the, the the new demon days book at the store i was awful this week dang bud i know like you have a lot going on or something <laughs> yeah i know right but anyway uh this was really really good uh you know it doesn't sound like it would be all that exciting but it really was done super well and the art is just killer as always so i i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten now how did you 
like the stuff in his head because like that Lemire leaned heavy and like just the inner workings of his brain stuff and you weren't the biggest fan of Lemire's run so like were you okay with this one since it's just mostly this them talking yeah because I don't know like in this one he's talking about how like his friend that is the secretary at his mission uh the vampire lady i'm blanking on her name but he's like she she is like the only one in my life that is like that has a condition and it's just like you know living with it and you know that's who i need to be more like i there's something wrong with me i need to just get it under control and live with it and not be labeled as like the crazy avenger or whatever so I don't know. Maybe this was just explored a little bit better, but I got you, man. Okay, so Stillwater 14 by Chip Zdarsky with Ramon K. Perez on the art, and I liked it. Uh, basically, since they spread out the town, you know, the town of Stillwater and made it so more people are immortal. It's this new town dealing with this stuff and all the thing ramifications from it. It's good. I enjoyed it a good bit. There, you know, this is like a perfectly fine issue of Stillwater. There's nothing about it that like made me go like, oh wow. Now this is gonna get you people to start reading it. But it's also like, oh, if you guys should read it, it's good. I've enjoyed every issue so far. So yeah, I mean it's like a I'm gonna go with a perfectly average seven out of ten. Nice. Every time I think that that book is like wrapped up another one comes out <laughs> yeah because usually books like this you know outside of a couple titles don't go on as long as it has mm-hmm. all right so dc versus vampires uh number eight i would like to show the variant cover because it's amazing nice and... no I, I that's very uh like a not well thought out though because it's like she shoots them once and she's like gotta put one on her arm and like <laughs> bring it back <laughs> right like huntress <laughs> uh but this was written by james tynan and matthew rosenberg and art is done by otto schmidt and danielle d nicolo so yeah this is pretty cool um so Dr. Fate, Phantom Stranger, uh, the Spectre, and Faust are all in the House of Mystery, um, like trying to come up with a magical cure for vampirism, which I think is pretty neat. Um, so that's all happening. Constantine uh is out uh, goes out to get Barbara and send her to Gotham to kill Dick. And then Barbara rescues Harley Quinn and uh, recruits Frankenstein and Black Canary to go off and do this. And so this this book kind of divides into three teams. So we've got that team that I will call Birds of Prey plus Frankenstein. Dude, I would um, read that book. I, I know, right? <laughs> Coming this fall from Gail Simone, Birds of Prey plus Frankenstein. Dude, and she would knock it out of the park. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, 
then Green Arrow is off doing something on his own. And then the other team is Supergirl, Steel, and Black Manta. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's fun. Some parts I'm like, man, this is stupid because blah, 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 I'm a nerd. But I'm like, okay, it's outside of continuity and it doesn't matter. So just enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it probably like a 7.5. Right on, man. Okay. So Golden Rage number one by Chrissy Williams and Lauren Knight. And I talked about this book being really excited about it because the premise alone is bonkers. Like people talked about being Golden Girls meets Battle Royale, which sounds hilarious. And it's one of those things where the premise is neat, but they added in the main character who's younger and they're the weak point of this like the main character is the part i don't care about i want just old women beating the crap out of each other (laughs) (laughs) i don't need this younger person that's you know has early menopause and that's why she's there as like the main person i don't care about that like no i don't know anyone that's like starting up reading this book because of that that being said i might end up really liking her i might not i don't know i i'm very much cinched in for the ride the art in this is good it's just right now it's not really what i was hoping for i should say you know hearing what's about and everything but i did i'm still interested i'm still like like i said here for the ride i'm gonna give a 6.5 out of 10 but by the time it's over i might be up in that a good bit you know be like oh boy was i wrong at the beginning of this <laughs> right well and i hope that you are just for your sake because you're reading man i mean if i am if i'm like dude this is the best comic i've ever read would you read it uh yeah i will okay i have a feeling it's not gonna be that good but i have a feeling it's gonna be good like that's what i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) all right so next i'm going to talk about both sort of azrael books i'm not sure why they did the one shot and the number one on the same week very bizarre did the one shot come out first or is it like, is there continuity issues? Like if you read one first and the other one or no? Nah? I mean, not really. There, there's slight ties, but I mean, I, it's the same creative team. So I, I would read both personally. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's written. They're both are written by Dan Waters who did that Arkham city book that I was a huge fan of. And then the art is done by, and I looked up pronunciation, so I hope I'm saying it right. Nicola Sismazija, or Sismazija. It's it's like Polish or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> you want me to call Wukash and see if he can tell you? I, I mean, maybe, maybe outside the, of the podcast. <laughs> so I'll, I'll get the resident, uh, the Two Worlds podcast residential poll on the line, see if, <laughs> see if he'll answer. <laughs> um, so yeah, the I, I like the one shot a good bit because people are like coming back from the dead and then Azrael looks into it and finds out it's because a scientist is creating the Lazarus resin that we see mm-hmm. in Task Force C. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm reading both of these things. Also, we get this cool chick. Nice. And 
Batman comes to Azrael because he's like, yo, people are dying around town, getting decapitated and stuff. I know how crazy you can be with Azrael's, you know, stuff, which I'll get to that more in a second. Uh, he's like, no more deaths. I'm coming for you. And uh, you find out that it's actually this gal who is kind of like the Knights Templar version of Azrael, you know? Okay. She She's like their weapon, even though Azrael was told that the Knights Templar was eradicated. So she's going around with this halberd, decapitating drug dealers and stuff. Um, but anyway, this book is cool. What I don't like is that they're kind of doing a Moon Knight thing with John Paul and Azrael. Like Azrael has internal dialogue boxes that are like, you know, let me out. I could put a stop to these guys right now. But John Paul doesn't want to because they're, the, the continuity now is that the Order of St. Dumas did like a hypnosis thing on him uh you know and made him think that he was doing god's work when really he was doing the order of saint dumas work but now john paul works at like a hospice uh and is following the true path meaning he just he reads the bible every day and is helping people on their deathbeds so he doesn't want to be Azrael, uh, even though that part of him really wants to come out at all times when there's danger or somebody's in trouble. So I don't know how I feel about that because I don't want them to go the Moon Knight route with Azrael because I don't think they need to. I mean, Azrael has always been pretty crazy, though. Yeah, it's just it, it feels like a copy. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just because I'm reading both. Um. But I we we don't need Azrael to like be DC's Moon Knight. You know what I mean? Yeah, we already have that. His name is Batman. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, at this point in the story, the Lazarus resin only works for like two hours. So he sees a guy leave the morgue that he saw die the night before, but then he gets to his place and he's already dead again. Um, but anyway, it's cool, it's sad. Uh, I liked it. I, I give it a, a, a nine out of 10. Right on, man. And real quick, the actual number one, same creative team. Uh, some girl makes it to this island that he's on. He's at like a, an island monastery because he's trying really hard to suppress the Azrael stuff. And a lady shows up who says that God told her to come find a monk on this island named John Paul to help her out. Uh, he goes through some crazy, like, inner conversations with himself and finds the true form of Azrael. And I'm about to show you because they do it. The artist drew this true form like biblical angels oh are yeah. supposed to look like which is actually kind of terrifying yeah so here's that oh wow yeah i mean it looks awesome uh so anyway while he's off or he he has that meanwhile one of our other friends from another book we really like shows up casey 
Who is it? I can't tell. It's Vengeance. Bane's daughter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and obviously, everyone thinks that she's there being a bad guy. So Azrael goes to stop her. Let's Azrael come out to play for a little bit. And she's like, I'm not here to kill her. I'm here to, to bring her in. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, well, uh, you know, she's trying to put together the, the Knights Templar again or something like that. So uh, it cuts to her with Azrael's flaming sword about to kill all the other monks. And that's where it ends. So uh, I don't know. It was crazy, but super cool. I love the artwork a whole bunch. This, I mean, this, I didn't know what I wanted from this Azrael series, but Dan Waters is like a rising star in my opinion. So yeah. this gets a 10. It is my pick of the week. Right on, man. Okay. So next up, I'm not going to talk about this much because I don't want to spoil anything for Jake because I actually really, really love this, but it's Twig and it's by Scotty Young and uh, Kyle Strom on the art. And this is like Scotty Young at his best writing wise. Like he has written, he has written a bunch of different random stuff. Like before this, probably his best writing was that Magneto book, at least the stuff that I've read. And this is better. This is like, there's so much world building, so much cool stuff, so much stuff that Jake's going to love. And it's just really good. Like as I was reading this, I'm like, Jake's going to probably have this biggest pick of the week because it's really, really good. So I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. It's, it's a very good time. I'm glad. I didn't want to give any plot details away. But I it's, appreciate it's, it's that. <laughs> uh, I've just got Shazam and Batman. So, all right. So next up will be Flashpoint Beyond, and this is by a whole mess of people. Uh, it's got Jeff Johns, Tim Sheridan, and Jeremy Adams, with uh, Zermanico and Mikhail Hanin on the art. And yeah, this is uh, pretty great. You get, you know, maybe a new Robin for. Uh, old grumpy thomas and stuff and i like it we're kind of building up more to the mystery of what's going on this is a pretty solid issue it's like that's the best this is another one of those books where it's like there's nothing really to complain about but there's also nothing to rave about you know like how i was talking about Stillwater. this is a this is a comic book it's perfectly good it's a seven out of ten you know yeah. It's like I said, nothing about that made me mad or anything, but nothing about that blew me away. Uh, Dark Crisis issue three, and this is by Joshua Williamson and uh, Sam Fear on the art. Uh, get his first name because I'm bad at names. Uh, Daniel Sam Fear on the art, and yeah, this is like kind of building up where the last one left off. Yara Floor shows up, and Connor is very much or what yeah, that's his name right or no john john's very much going i need to dump this pink hair boy and get with that because like when she shows up he's like yara <laughs> i and mean it's like same yeah everyone everyone <laughs> in there is like yara <laughs> but yeah and then, then there's a big a big team shows up and that's gonna that's gonna get jake very pumped and then there's some Green Lantern stuff. And I just noticed something. Oh, boy, that's stupid. The last page, like, 
front and center is like a character that is it's just the stupidest thing that she's front and center if you can guess by my disdain and that she's a woman it should tell you exactly who it is is it teen lantern no no it is not teen lantern but it is a character that i just that we both hate so much oh my gosh i'm blanking i have no idea it's a character i'll give you one last hint that's going to give it away made by one james tynan who was pushed to the moon like she was john cena could beat anybody if she wanted oh punchline yes oh man (sighs) i didn't notice that the first time i just noticed everyone else and this time i was like that's punchline that sucks (laughs) but no that this is another one where it's like it's an event book you know what you're getting it's a 7.5 out of 10 you know it's like cool you know okay so next up it's godzilla rivals batra this is by rosie knight and oliver ono now i have a lot to say about this book so the art in it's really cool they do a very good job of because like this girl is living in this town they don't really know if monsters are real or not like a lot of them are you know rumors she thinks they are and she's looking for batra and all this stuff and then they figure out a way to finding batra and there's some stuff like oh yeah you know the the dang old um like oh, like these big factories are ruining this earth and blah 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 and then they find batra and and like while i was reading this i was like girl if these factories are destroying your earth and you find batra batra will just kill all humans like that's what that's what batra does <laughs> like she I, I think batra's a she i could be wrong on that her thing is protect the earth i don't give a shit about people <laughs> like mothra kind of the same way but she's at the same time like ah we can let them live. Batra's like, no, they're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sure enough, Batra wake, and then they're like, shit, we got to find Godzilla. And so then they find Godzilla, and Godzilla and Batra fight. And Batra's like actually winning, and they find it, find a way to bring Mothra in, and then Mothra talks Batra like, hey, maybe we could just you know have them fix things and be better and then batra's like well we could give that a shot i guess i like the idea of killing them more (laughs) and then godzilla's just kind of like okay bye (laughs) like bat first off batra started off in her really cool moth form which is like it looks great but she should have started off it doesn't make any sense for her to start off like that she should have started off in her larva form did some destructions that cocooned and then that's when Pete, the the death cultists show up and then you know and start praising her while they wait for her to get out of her cocoon and kill everybody second godzilla can beat batra by himself in the movie they had to have batra and mothra to make it a fight for godzilla <laughs> and then it's also just like the way things were working because they're at the whole thing they're like ah godzilla's a bad guy and batra's the good one and batra's appears and they're like ah we need Godzilla. Sometimes they said he was a good guy. And like, <laughs> so like there's story elements, but I do like that this, this one, they actually, cause like the, the King Ghidorah one, which I loved cause it was like a Showa one. This one, like they're trying really hard to do the, like the old, like, like a lot of the Godzilla movies where it, you know, introduces politics and like this one's heavy into the pollution and stuff, which I'm all about that. I think that's, that was great. And I love that. I love that so much. Cause they did that 
a lot like the movies would have. It's just kind of like there's different aspects that they just kind of whiffed on story-wise, but it's still a great time. And like I said, the art in it's really good. I just wish they would have, I guess, like, I don't know, done things just like slightly different than this would have been my pick of the week because I had a great time reading it. It's just like, yeah, Batra's not that tough, guys. Come on. <laughs> so lots but, of Godzilla nerd stuff that, that brings it down a little bit. Yeah, I so but it's at the same time like that's who this book's for i don't think anyone listening to this is like ah i almost picked it up but i wasn't sure if batra was done right or not you know <laughs> so I, I just was like i'm gonna stay away until i hear what casey says i don't think that's a thing i think if, you know you're just gonna pick it up if you're a godzilla fan or if you're not <laughs> so i'm gonna give this an 8.5 out of 10 but it actually is pretty awesome and if you are a godzilla fan i'd recommend it because it's better like the Batra, like anything with a flying monster in comic book form is a thousand times better in, than in movie form. Cause it's like outside of like King of the Monsters, there has like, I've not seen like a really good Mothra fight scene. Cause it's just the, the big moth on strings and she's just slamming into stuff and it does <laughs> not look good. Like in her standalone movie, it looks awesome. Like it's the old Showa designs and stuff, but you don't have like, she's going against tanks and stuff so it doesn't look as bad which is going against the guy in the suit it looks really bad because what can a you know a flying moth do against that you know <laughs> right um so first off i think batra is like the coolest name oh it's awesome like everything about batra is cool yeah cool design name 10 out of 10 and also what I wanted to mention is that I, I would say that there are maybe a couple people that listen that would that would wait before they heard what you feel about oh, the Godzilla stuff before <laughs> getting something. So, you know, give yourself some credit, man. Gosh, darn. But yeah, no, I'm 100 percent. If you're a Godzilla fan, this is still like a must read. And it's it's good time. It's it, like Batra is such a weird choice, though. She had one movie. And she wasn't even the main the main monster. Like it was a like Mothra was the 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 title holder in that one. There was like, oh, we'll toss in this other one too. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that make this pretty cool though? Like, it oh is cool. man, a Batra one shot. Yeah, it is cool, but it's also like, boy, there's a lot of other ones I'd rather have. <laughs> well, and I'm sure you'll probably get. They seem yeah. to be liking these. So yeah. So oh, what, what order would you, you rate it? I'm sorry. Uh, 8.5. 8.5. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'd, you you pick. Let's just do Shazam Batman since Batman is the big ticket. Okay. Now I again have to show my cover for Shazam because it's just amazing. That is rad. Wow. Yeah, Joshua Middleton. So my uh, whenever I post that this episode is live i'm going to include like four or five covers because i just could not choose a favorite this yeah. week <laughs> all right but anyway um this was written by oh gosh i just lost the page uh josie yeah josie campbell and then art by uh, doc shaner so I didn't really know what to expect going into this man, but I actually thought it was pretty cool. It was yeah. a charming, charming little first issue. 
hundred percent agree, dude. I, I was hope I was just like, at the very least, Doc Shaner's art is going to be perfect for this because it is, but no, it's, it's so good. Uh, I've not read like hardly any Mary Marvel at all, except for maybe, uh, like stuff pre new 52, but nothing post new 52 for sure. And so this is like a fun, they do a good job of like making you know who she is, what this book's about while also kind of like not boring you with the details. If that makes sense, it's really, really good. The art in it is spectacular and it's funny in parts. It is funny. You know, it's basically Mary is going to college. She's trying to like figure out who she is, maybe reinvent herself. And she gets the whole superhero thing thrown at her. I know that doesn't sound terribly original, but uh, I think this book is needed for DC because there's not really a book filling these shoes right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I like it and I, I will definitely check out number two. Yeah, and I was a little worried because a lot of these times you get these books with uh, teenage main characters and it's like, oh, this feels like for, it's for an age group, but this one doesn't, which is really good because, yeah, like there's a lot of times where I'm like, boy, I am too old for this book and I didn't have that feeling. Maybe I'm just young at heart right now. I don't know. <laughs> and also, I think like, I think that Doc Shaner is today's Kevin McGuire. Like he absolutely nails like facial expressions. Yeah. Uh, and just the kind of happy-go-lucky vibe that's going on with this book. I, I think it's incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed it's four issues. That's like my main strike against it right now. Yeah, hopefully they'll do like a volume two if it, if it goes yeah. well. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm at like an eight five. I'm going to say a nine. I think I liked it a little bit more. So Cool. Okay, so last up, it is Batman 126, Fall of the Dark Knight. And this is by Chip Zdarsky with Jorge Jimenez on the art. And yeah, he Batman fights the robot dude and all that stuff. And it's neat. What do you think? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is Jorge is just... If there's a tier above S tier, that's where Jorge is. <laughs> like the He's art amazing. is insane in this book. Yeah. Um, I know he does stuff digitally, but I mean this this doesn't feel over stylized. It's just some of the best stuff you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I I liked it. I know, you know, I, I was kind of like, eh, robot stuff. It's like OP, kind of lame. But I do like they at least said, oh, it's got some Amazo tech. Like, yeah. Okay, well, that makes it a little bit tougher then. One thing, though, like two couple things that kind of annoyed me, though, is like, we know Batman's going to beat it. But then like, this thing is beating, like it it's making Steph and uh, Cass look real weak. And I like I don't really like that. Like I've not seen enough signal to be like, ah, this is accurate. But you know, because I can't really say. But those two, especially Cast, should be at least you know doing a lot better than this. And it's just like now she gets hit twice, and that's that's it for her. And then like, oh, what else was I? Oh, I was excited about the end with the end reveal. Did you read Grant Morrison's Batman? So you guys see that before? No, but I I I know who it is. Okay. 
and then also though like batman going against the robot his first thought should be emp never tries an emp at least not from i didn't see that happen and it's like doesn't make any sense because you know he has to have one on his utility belt so it didn't you know didn't really add up for me but yeah i I like this issue and it's i liked it so much more than the last you know zadarsky batman issue i don't care about that i could not get into that back that catwoman's story though in the back don't know what it is i'll say this i think it's better than the mainstream Catwoman (laughs) book yeah Uh, yeah it's not great but i i don't hate it i read it yeah i i couldn't like i'm gonna try again i just couldn't get into it i was trying to i was like this isn't doing it for me but like i just don't get why do we have a Catwoman story when we have a main Catwoman book like there's other these like give us batwoman mm-hmm. you know but yeah I, like i said I, I did enjoy it though so well, what we got for it um and probably honestly probably like a nine i yeah. i thought this one was was rather enjoyable yeah i'm probably at an eight or eight point five i'm in that area but i like i said i liked it there's just little gripes i had with it and that catwoman story didn't quite right. didn't quite do it what are you excited for next week though bud um i have to say bat girls for sure um oh there's a red sonia fairy tales one shot coming out that sounds like it's something i'll really enjoy yeah um and then i'll go ahead and say uh the the star hinge book i i like that first one a bit a good bit and i think this one will be cool right on i'm gonna say dark crisis worlds without uh green lanterns or justice league world without green lanterns but whatever that book with a really bad title uh <laughs> eight billion genies because of course that book is one of my favorites out right now and ghost rider vengeance forever if it's i know what this book is but i'm gonna make the joke that if it's not about you know uh, marvel's vengeance and it's just you know a whole book about him i'm throwing it away i i thought it was about him am i wrong no it's like a it's one of those books where it's like a bunch of stuff about ghostwriter it's like you know like an anthology pretty sure yeah oh, okay yeah it's celebrating 50 years of vengeance i don't think we're that old that that 90s character vengeance <laughs> was around for 50 years <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Okay, so like an idiot, I hit some gravel and broke my arm. And we're going to milk that for all it's worth. We're Disney in this shit. Um, So why don't you tell me, for our Fantastic Four, four characters that would wreck their bike like an idiot and probably break their arm or something else. So the first one that comes to mind, because he is a grade A goofball, is Booster Gold. Yeah, I can see that uh and then this next uh, one I, I don't know about maybe break their arm but the first time that Marsha manhunter tries to ride a bike i could see him like falling off yeah i could see that too at least the the jli version of Martian manhunter yeah would. or um, even that uh backup issue martian manhunter yeah. that we were getting that you know yeah the the hide your cat inside your belly martian manhunter yeah <laughs> 
I'm going to say Mr. Bloom because he's got freakishly lanky limbs and it would be hilarious. Just the thought of him on a bike makes (laughs) me happy. That's hilarious. (laughs) And then finally, I'm going to say ambush bug. Nice. Um, Because I I just think that's something that would have happened in his 80s miniseries. Yeah, for sure, man. For me, I'm going to go Wolverine just because it's like he'd be doing something stupid. He's like, why am I even on a pedal bike as he's smoking a cigar? Then not pay attention fall and break something then just heal back you know um and then i will say spider-man because he's got that old you know peter parker luck nonsense then uh, i'm trying to go with mostly marvel since you went all dc so (laughs) i guess i did didn't i well i was Uh, trying to think of somebody that had like multiple legs oh yeah there's not really like a good one that isn't just like a spider you know yeah uh oh who's that one dude uh this is a dc character but the uh arm fall off man or whatever (laughs) oh yeah his arm off boy yeah arm fall off boy (laughs) it'd fall off while he's riding (laughs) (laughs) at least he wouldn't tear a bicep there you go and then last i'm gonna say try and think of this someone that it would be i'm gonna go Professor X, but 90s when he was in the wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's the end of the episode, folks. So time for the closing plugs. Please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give our page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at Two Worlds Pod. You can email us at Two Worlds Podcast at gmail.com. And if you would, please go to our YouTube channel. That's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. And while you're there, leave a comment about the time that you broke your arm or anything. Maybe it's just when you got your heart broken. Just let us know. <laughs> We'd love to stay in chat, but I just got this tandem bicycle and me and the president here are going to go for a ride. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.